0: From Harold Washington to Harold's Chicken, and everything in between and beyond, sociology is the exploration of Chicago culture, history, legends, stories, and fiction through a myriad of discussions with Chicagoans themselves. What's up everybody, it's Twiz Taylor back again with another episode of Sociology. This is episode 55. Now in the previous episode, we talked about how the origins of Marsh Madness is right here in Illinois. The college basketball season is officially over now, and on the women's side, Dawn Staley made history as the first black head coach, man or woman, to win multiple NCAA championships when her South Carolina Gamecocks won their second championship in five years. On the men's side, Bill Self, a former Illinois head coach, led his Kansas Jayhawks to their second championship in his tenure there, the first one since 2008 when they defeated the Memphis Tigers, led by Chicago great Derrick Rose. Now, while we're on the man side of things, you got to go all the way back to 1976 to find the last undefeated champion that ran the table from start to finish. That was the Indiana Hoosiers coached by legendary Bob Knight, but led by another Chicago land and Cook County great, Quinn Buckner, who also led his high school to Thornridge Falcons to an undefeated season his senior year. That dude not only had a knack for winning, but he also had a knack for going undefeated as well. But coming back to this college basketball season real quick. Regardless of level, D1, D2, D3, Juco, it does not matter. There's only one team in the entire country that went undefeated and ran the table. That was the NJCAA, that stands for the National Junior College Athletic Association, D2 National Champions, the South Suburban College Bulldogs. South Suburban College is located in South Holland, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago, just south. And I caught up with head coach John Pagotti for a quick one on one to talk about this amazing, magical, wonderful season. And what it means to not just only him, his players, but the community as well. Let's see what he had to say. We just we just gonna go right into it. Um, last season, you guys' record was what? Twenty-one and six. Twenty and six. Yeah. Twenty and six. Yeah. 20. It was
1: cut. It was cut short to, from the COVID season, uh-huh. and uh, so we only played um, twenty. Well, twenty regular season games, and then we only had a, a minimal regional tournament because. Uh, uh, there was so many teams that had opted out, yeah. so we won two teams and read the tournament, and qualified for the national tournament, and then went down to the uh, national tournament play down there as well. So mm-hmm. we we're twenty and six, and then uh, this year, you know, we had special season thirty three and
0: zero. Yeah, special season thirty three and zero. So yeah, like you know, after that last season had ended, you know, this was kind of like the first season of normalcy, right, for like all sports, um, in a sense. What was, like, your focus when you came into this season? I mean, obviously, no one you – want, you want to go undefeated, right? You want to go undefeated. Everyone, no one wants to lose, but it's like you don't really think it'll happen. You know, you just want to do right. the best you can. You want to execute, and you want to win the championship at the end, the end goal but what was your focus coming into the season the first season of? Year? you know well
1: first of all focus was we needed to recruit a whole new team because i didn't bring anybody back from last year's team and okay. and the uh, guys moved on to other schools and and um so the main focus was uh i was going to do the transfer portal like uh, in the junior college route so out of the 13 players that we had mm-hmm. we had 11 transfers And, uh, from either junior college, a four-year school, uh, a division one school. And then, uh, we had two freshmen that had played, uh, for us. We actually had, um, we had actually three freshmen, one left, um, uh, in the, like in the second or third week of the season, uh, because it was too hard on him, and he didn't want to go to school. And then, uh, the other one left was a transfer student left, um, during the preseason, because that was too hard on them. And both those guys, to be honest with you, Antoine, they both were guys that could have been starters on this team. Wow, that's how good we probably could have been. Wow. So uh, so now your focus is the season starts. Those guys are gone. uh, We're not as deep as we had to be. So we really had to try to find out where our strengths and weaknesses were and play to those strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found out we had a big three, just like the NBA does, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the big thing in the NBA now is the big yeah. three. And we had that in the National Player of the Year, uh, DeMarco Minor, uh, Polo, and, yeah, and yeah. You know, being yeah. National Player of the Year, uh, 20 points a game. And then Cameron Denotlin, who had transferred from another junior college, that actually, and so we had played at the National Tournament. And He killed us. He had like wow. 18 in that game, too. And then, wow. But they wanted to transfer back closer to home. And uh, he actually, it's a special story for him because in junior college, you were only uh, the, the national, like the leading vote getter for player of the year in the region is usually a guy that is up for all American candidacy.
0: Okay.
1: Well, after Cam runs, uh, he actually would have been player of the year at the national tournament, mm. but he got foul trouble in the last game. And so DeMarco minor actually played great. In a stretch there that sort of extended the lead and helped us win the game. Cam still had 20 points in the game, but the, uh, he actually was a leading point scorer at the national tournament because mm-hmm. of his play. He got mm-hmm. third team All-American, which is unheard of because normally you don't in junior college two teams two guys from the same team don't make All-American candidacy or status. So it mm-hmm. was nice for us to have that as well. And then we had a Division One transfer, uh, Demonte Taylor, who led the country in uh, steals and was like fifth in block shots. And um, so those big three sort of really established themselves and really started to play and come along together. And Throughout the year, it was, you know, those three sort of bringing the team together, but those three didn't play well together early. OK. And uh, yeah, you so got to really develop start, that chemistry. Yeah, they didn't have it, because, yeah. but they were transfers, you know, so yeah, yeah, all yeah. three were transferring in. All three thought that they could be the man at the school, you know. And so they had to figure out, OK, somewhere along the line through Christmas break and and that type of stuff that, hey we need to figure this out and played well together and and they did and they ended up being the big three and and we could rely on them and to be honest with them until the national tournament those three hadn't played great together throughout the entire season and we were still undefeated so yeah, that yeah. made us even, that made us more dangerous down at the national tournament and right. then they all played had they all three had three great games and and uh, really produced for us and came along and actually the national tournament, Antoine, we won by an average of 21 points throughout the season. We only had one junior college team take us to single digits. We beat everybody else by double digits. So it was a pretty dominating performance by this team. And we're the only team in junior college history in Division Two to go undefeated ever in the history.
0: And not only was you guys the only team to do that, but you're the only team on any level in college basketball this season.
1: Yeah. Undefeated. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's, and with all the stuff that said see, we had seven games canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we actually made up four of those games, didn't play three of them because those teams in February wanted to concentrate on their uh, conference season for se. We're an independent. So mm-hmm. they would cancel the game a couple of days before we were going to play them. So um, being on and off with the games and having the guys sort of like, Are we playing today? Are we not playing today? You know, having the uncertainty of uh, what was happening? Um, I give our guys a lot of credit for staying focused.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you want to talk about staying focused. I want to uh, backpedal a little bit. So you said that the big three, you know, they didn't really mesh well until like after Christmas break. Right. Mm -hmm. But you guys were still undefeated, (laughs) you know, so it's it's like. it's something special about that, and like you know, the more you win, the more it's a target on your back, right? Yeah. You know, um, you know, so we're talking about South Suburbia. Just for the sake of example, we'll talk about the two, thousand five Illinois Fighting lineup, Right? They started yeah. off the season undefeated, but the pressure right. kept mounting, kept mounting. Ooh. Can they run the table? Can they? How did you keep the ship focused? The more you well, guys you, won,
1: it's funny because like after the after the last game, the guys goes, "We're so glad we don't ever have to see." Another highlight clip or a dub clip again, because like we win games by 20, 30 points. And Mm -hmm. the next day, they'd have 50 mistake clips that I would show dub tapes on them. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you guys really aren't that good. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so I would, you know, we sort of kept them down to earth throughout the entire season. And it was just a year of every game after that game how do we become better for the next game? And we sort of just focus on taking game by game, getting better game by game. And that's pretty much how we kept their focus. And they actually bought into it. Uh, they learned from their mistakes on film, try not to make it happen again. And, and actually they, they would say in practice, like if we showed film before practice of a kid making a mistake on a rotation and he made the same mistake in practice, it got to the point in February in march that they would start saying we just showed that clip to you man what are you doing like yeah. they bought into you know understanding how to get better as a team through film
0: so it's that simple really it's like you know how they always say take a game by game it's really that simple and that's what you guys did. oh take it's not that
1: simple it was simple with this it's team, not easy okay not easy it's not these kids you know we thought we were holier now throughout the year we had yeah. to keep them humbled and and uh, we did all the stuff as A matter of fact actually we played them on you don't like country music kids these days. Don't put the humble and kind song by Tim McGraw. I had them listen yeah. to just to keep them humble. You know, mm-hmm. we just, it wasn't an easy process, but it was a daily process and daily grind on me to try to keep them focused on the task at hand. It's a
0: long season. It's a real long season. And it's like, you guys made it through. I mean, you know, undefeated, you know, what, what was the feelings that went through your mind you know, I mean, you've been in South Suburban for, what, 16 years, right? 16, 16 years, yes. 16 seasons, 16 years. Your winner percentage is over 80%. You know, you've had multiple players of the year. I think, what, nine
1: players? Yeah, year? we've had uh, – in players of the year, we've had five out of ten the uh, last ten years, we've had three straight, which has never happened in any level in college mm-hmm. basketball, Division One, Two, Three, 2, 3, The same team has not had the same – a, a player. And the nice thing is it's been a different player of the year each year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so know, we've had three straight and we've had team. now with Polo, we've had 13 first team all Americans. and we've had 16 total cause we got two this year. And thus uh, so we've had 16 and 16 years, somebody being named to the all American uh, team.
0: You know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of success. And that's a lot of, you know, sustainability, you know, um, it's not right. like you just had, uh, you know, it was just a magical season. Granted, it is magical, but it wasn't just like, um, you know, this came out of left field. The, the writing was kind of on the wall, uh, Coach P, because the success that you have accomplished at South Suburban over the years. So with that being said, what was the feelings like when you guys actually got it done? Because it's one thing to go undefeated up to the national championship game. But it's another thing to go undefeated to the national championship game win the national championship, championship game finish the season undefeated um, it's like all you needed on your resume was a championship. And now you have it. But not only do you have that, you have an undefeated championship. What, what goes through your mind when you really. Well, do you know,
1: it's it just starting to sink in as the last couple of weeks have come through. But like after the game, it was more relief for me because I was happier for the players, wanted to win it for me, coach. You've been. See, everybody says, well, now. You know, I couldn't win the big one. Well, really, we won 12 regional championships. We dominated this region for 16 years. Yeah. And and then we go down to Nationals, and we're the only team that has placed in the Nationals every year but one. Uh, and we actually went from when I first got here for South Suburban, being last on the list of tournament wins of the National Tournament to having the third most wins ever and the most in the 12 years, 16 years I've been here. So, um, but it it was more of, I was happy for the players because they went through it. They're the ones that had to, my job was to keep them focused through the year and try to, and we really didn't take the stress of having the pressure of, oh God, we're going to have this game and you know we lose this game, that type of thing, we're not undefeated. That wasn't our mentality. Our mentality throughout the year was just getting better every year. So I think once the last game hit, um really when you think about it the final four game is the hardest game to play because that is the game that you're 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 playing for to get to the national tournament if you lose it then you got to play in a third place game that you don't want to play in anyways and so i think that once we got over that hump that day that that night after that game and then the day of the championship game that we played that night we were a pretty relaxed group and Mm -hmm. uh we just sort of know had our task in hand and went at it and uh you know i guess that when the season ended i was more happy for the kids they wanted to win it for me so bad but i said it wasn't about me it was about them i always tell them it's my their team and my program the team will be different next year every team is different every year and but it's still my program so it's their team so you do it for your team and then i was happy for them that they got it I was happy because it's a lifetime thing. Even guys that don't play, that didn't play a lot for us. They can go and tell their kids, their grandkids, yeah. you know, they're going to have a national championship ring. They're going to have all these things that go about it that, hey, I was on a national championship team, and, and uh, they can make up stories all they want. Yeah, man, I played a ton, even though they never played. You know, they can make up what they want to do with what their stories are to their kids and grandkids, but they have that to be able to give to them. And that's what I was happy about for them.
0: You know, you, not only have you been uh, your coaching career spans far deeper than South suburban, uh, right. You know, would you say this is like the mountaintop of your coaching career? You know, it's getting- a
1: mountaintop of my head coaching career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I think, yeah. uh, you know, getting, uh, being at Creighton and getting to the NCAA tournament and get to this, the, the the second round of the NCAA tournament and, and being at uh, Akron when we won the Mac East championship and and, uh, after taking a team that won three games a year before, or like a couple years before that and building it up, those were some things as well that, that were really tops for me as well. But Mm -hmm. as a head coach, yeah, this is the mountain that you can get to at 33 and 0 and doing Mm -hmm. it undefeated. But me, I always tell everybody, yeah, we were undefeated, we won the national championship, but what's more impressive to me is how we did it. We did it by beating everybody in double digits. We did it by staying focused. We did it by winning by an average of 21 points at the national tournament uh, for each game. And uh, they were just focused. And I just give the guys a lot of credit for buying into what we wanted, what our, my program was, and buying into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, is, y'all left no doubt <laughs> who the best team right. was in the NJ, NJCAA, um, y'all left no doubt, you know, with those win margins, those margins of victory, it was, it's no, it's undisputed, you know, it's undisputed, mm, Right. Um, you know, so what does that mean to not just South Suburban College, but to the Chicagoland area, the South Suburban area of Chicagoland, like, how, how, how does it feel to, you know, bring that championship back home, and like, how does it help, you know, with the perception of junior college basketball
1: and- well i hope that you know it brings a positive light to the school i think it will um i think uh it will bring positive light to uh south suburban college junior college basketball as well as our region our region yeah. had won an asso championship a few years ago with triton and uh, but had won one before that so now with the, us being able to do it but the way we did it okay and really if you look at south suburban we have a one building campus it's a commuter campus you know some of our guys that live out of state they all live they got a house they all cram in together and pay rent for it and and uh, you know so but it's a one building campus it we have one bleachers on one side of the court okay even though we have a nice court you know it just sort of it just brings notoriety to the school that There are positive things happening here, not just with the basketball program, but with the entire athletic department. Uh, You know, our women's soccer team this year, they went to the national tournament for the first time ever. And they didn't win the championship, they got an at-large bid. So that just shows, see, the big thing about college basketball in Division II junior college is that there are no at-large bids. So you have to win your region to go to the national tournament, which even made it more special. But I think it just sheds a light on area junior college basketball, how good it is, the players that we had, um the school itself. I hope it sh- shines a light on it and creates interest for enrollment for the school.
0: Absolutely, coach. Absolutely. You know, um again, Devils, this is a huge feat. You know, I definitely um congratulate you. I congratulate your staff, your players. Um next year now what like how do you just have tunnel vision and you forget about this year so it doesn't become a distraction for next year or is it too early to think about
1: next year like how do you
0: plan for to go forward after this uh well spring? you know
1: recruiting is an everyday event you've got to recruit every day mm-hmm. to um uh you know and, and be on it it's every a huge day.
0: selling so, point this is a huge selling okay. point that you got yeah.
1: now <laughs> yeah i know so now you have now you have a positive and we get our rings yeah. in eight weeks we can take those and show kids, hey, we got a national championship. When they come in the gym, we've already had the national championship, which was a great thing they did for the school. The week after they had a national championship unveiling of the banner and uh, had a couple hundred people there for that, they had a big event for that. And uh, GCI was out here as well as other media. So mm-hmm. it was nice to do that. And and uh, so now when the kids come in the gym to play, they see the national championship banner, but they also see 33-0. And they see how special this place could be. So not just we have a banner that has all the regional championships. And that means one thing, but show how dominant we were. But to have the national championship banner on top of that, as well as uh, the 33-0, it just sort of, you know, gives your school and the recruiting for the place. It puts it in a different light.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful, um, and I can only imagine the pride and, you know, just the joy it takes to see that, you know. So congratulations to you, Coach, and congratulations to your team um, once again.
1: Well, thank you, Antoine. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, as I said, I'm happy for the school. I'm happy for the players, and, and uh, I didn't think this special season, I hope that uh, great more great things are to come for the school itself.
0: Oh, they absolutely will, especially since you're on that bench. So, you know, they absolutely will if you enjoyed this podcast whatever platform you're listening to it on right now whether it be apple Podcasts, spotify youtube etc leave a five-star review in a comment let us know what you think and don't forget to subscribe to our sister podcast mogul motivation from true stories media